Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. I'm blessed to be your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards. Mr. Speaker, please visit the bishop's website at robertgrudolph.org. There you can listen to previous podcast episodes. Also, stay abreast of what the bishop has going on as, as far as ministry. And also, please know that the podcast is available on the Apple platform. And so today we're going to be talking about a friendly reminder coming from Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 19. Hello, Bishop Rudolph. How are you doing today? It is just a pleasure to be here with you. Pastor Edwards, I'm doing fine. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing fine, doing fine. Finally back here in the studio, truly, uh, to get back with you, to get a little bit of insight, some biblical insight, some biblical teaching. It is just a pleasure to be here today. Well, brother, I'm excited about the word on today, and I am happy that the listeners are back with us and everything is all right. And uh, I'm just going to have a word of prayer and we'll go directly into it. Is that all right with you, Mr. Speaker? It's all right with me. Keep us on point, Bishop. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for the ability to use technology to spread your word. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, 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 Bishop. Well, on today, we are going to the book of Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, and I'm gonna read to you just a few verses of scripture, it looks like I will begin um, with that first verse and uh, I will actually go down uh, to the sixth verse and then go to the 19th verse. But I'll put it this way, if you have your Bibles, those of you who are with us on today, and I hope you have your Bibles, please go to the book of Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter. And I'm gonna begin reading, here we go. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not neither, or knewest not, neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Notice what it says in verse four of Deuteronomy eight. Thy raiment wax not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these 40 years. Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chaseth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Now let's go down to the ninth verse, 19th verse. This is what it says. And it shall be, if thou do all, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely 
perish. Ye shall surely perish. I like to use as a subject from which to deal with this particular podcast, a friendly reminder. That's what I want to talk about today, a friendly reminder. Now, the Bible tells us that we are to remember God and what he has done for us. And we're supposed to be thankful in our way to show him appreciation of how good he's been to us. And sometimes when God does things for us, we tend to forget. We get amnesia when God has made a way, when God has opened the door, when God has inspired us, when God has helped us to go from one point to another. We get amnesia. But uh, God was trying to let the people of Israel know, hey, I'm with you, but I need you to remember me. Don't forget who got you to where you are. And so with that being said, let's talk about how we're to remember the Lord, to remember his word and to remember his provisions. Now, if you go back to the eighth chapter of Deuteronomy again, and we will look at that first verse and second verse and the third verse where it says i command thee this day shall ye observe to do that ye may live and multiply in order for you to live and multiply i need you to obsess or excuse me i need you to observe the possession of the land but i need you to understand that you can't do this unless i'm with you that's very important mr speaker and to the listeners on today you cannot be anything that you want if you don't have God helping you. And that's what God was trying to tell the children of Israel at that particular time. I'm here with you, but don't mess up. That's basically what he was saying. And it was a friendly reminder. And then he goes on to say, remember everything that I've done for you. Remember that you have been in the wilderness for 40 years, children of Israel. And I blessed you that your foot didn't swell. In other words, You didn't have to go to the shoe store in the wilderness and get some more shoes. You didn't have to go to the clothing store in the wilderness and get some more clothes. In other words, your clothes did not get any smaller. Your shoes did not get any smaller. For 40 years, you didn't have to worry about clothing. You didn't have to worry about shelter. You didn't have to worry about food because I'm your God. And as long as you keep my commandments, as long as you remember my word, as long as you remember who has been providing for you, you won't have any issue out of me. And then in that third verse, it says, and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna. I want you to imagine, Mr. Speaker, every morning, every morning, they didn't have any refrigerators, They didn't have any cupboards. They were a wayfaring people. They went from place to place. They went through the wilderness. And in every instance, they did not have to beg for food because every morning they were fed manna from heaven. And every day they were given quail to eat. Every day they were provided for. And what God was telling them, I got you, I got you. 
I just need you to remember me. And then he also went on to say, don't forget the commandments of what comes out of my mouth. Don't forget what comes uh, out of my mouth. Don't forget the word that I have given to you. And I need you to walk in my ways and not to fear me. Well, I mean, sometimes it's so easy that we make it hard. And the children of Israel, that's the reason why they went around and around in the wilderness, because they made things hard for themselves, Mr. Speaker. Most most definitely, Bishop. And here's the thing. I mean, God just laid it out. And it's very, very, very simple. Just remember. Remember who I am. Remember my word and just obey. Here's a question, Bishop. Why do we quickly forget? And I'm saying this because we always sing this song, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. But we're so quick to forget what God has done and then say, oh, well, I did that. What causes that forgetfulness in us, Bishop? Well, I think sometimes we simply take for granted how good God is. And when you get used to something, it's it's like um, when God has opened so many doors, when God has made so many ways, when God has blessed you in so many instances, sometimes you just think it's always going to happen. And all you have to do is just wake up in the morning and he'll provide. But what God wants you to do is to remember him. But sometimes we don't remember how it was before we came to this point. That's why it's always good to remember where you come from. I have a picture of the house that I grew up in. And every now and then I put it out on my desk because I want to remember where the Lord brought me from. I have memories of the first car that I ever had. I was going to college and I didn't have any transportation, but I was blessed to get a, a 1977 Thunderbird, Mr. Speaker. Oh, I was blessed to get it. And uh, it wasn't too long that I was able to get, uh, I think I got a Camaro. Uh, it had to be a 1978, 1979 Camaro. And I was in college and that that car, both of those cars were probably 12, 15, maybe 20 years old. But you know what? I was happy to get it because I didn't have anything. Yes, sir. All right. So now let's fast forward 30 years or however many years it's been. I can't remember exactly how it's been, how many years it's been. And I fast forward to the car that I have now. I fast forward to the house that I live in now. I fast forward to what the Lord has blessed me with now. And every now and then I have those pictures to remind me of how it was when I had to catch the bus, when how it was when I had to thumb a ride or get somebody to depend upon somebody to take me here, there or somewhere else. The point I'm trying to make is every now and then you need some remembrances. You need some physical remembrances of how it was before. And sometimes because God gets so good and gets so kind and gets so merciful, we forget how it was. You know how saved and sanctified folks get when they come into the church and they don't want anybody to remember their past and they automatically forget that they were at one time uh, drunk 
Uh, they at one time on drugs or they at one time, they did some stuff that they had no business doing. And, and whenever they get become arrogant and start saying that other people shouldn't do this, that or the other, then automatically God begins to remind them that, hey, I was with you. And I've said this so many times, Mr. Speaker, I was with you when that bullet went past your ear. I, I was with you when you were so drunk uh, that you could not, uh, you didn't know where you were. I, I, you know, I was with you when you had the wreck and you could have died. I could have, you could have been killed, but because of my grace and because of my mercy, Amen. I taught you to live. I mean, Mr. Speaker, there have been some times. I, I know a friend of mine, and we talked about it the other day. A friend of mine, he was so drunk, he didn't even remember how he got into the bed. He didn't remember how he got into his apartment, but he knew that God had to get him there. So if it had not been for the grace of God, we wouldn't be where we are today. So every now and then, you need a physical remembrance of how good God has been. And when you start thinking of what he's done, then you automatically ought to start thanking him because he has blessed you above and beyond measure. Don't forget God. And this was just a friendly reminder of what God was trying to tell the children of Israel. Amen, Bishop. I was just starting to reflect as you started talking about some of those things. I, I remember and I was looking, I said, well, God has brought me out and I, I thank him all the time because in my life, just to share with your listening audience, there's plenty of times I should have been dead and gone. Right. Exactly. And I mean, point, point blank. I mean, I, I, I've been there. Um, should have yep. been dead and gone, but God. But man. God, God covered us, man. He covered us. He didn't expose us. We knew we were not supposed to do A, B, or C, but we did it anyhow. And several times we said, God, if you get us out of this, I'll do this. I mean, I know I've got some testimonies out there from, hey, folks that are <laughs> from people that are listening to me. And I know they said, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll do this. And they still went back to the old way of doing things. But God was still merciful. God was still kind. God was still gracious. So every now and then, you've got to think of how good he's been, how gracious he's been, and just start thanking him. So, so God wanted the children of Israel to remember his word and to remember how he had provided for them in the past. Then... If you go to point two, and point two, it looks at verses uh, Deuteronomy 8, verses 7 through 10. When you look at point two, it tells you there is a problem if you become arrogant. There is a problem if you become lifted up in pride. Let's look at uh, Deuteronomy 8, and verses 7 through 9, he's telling them, and I'm going to paraphrase this. He's just telling them, I'm going to bring you into a good land. You're not going to come into a bad land. I'm going to bring you into a good land. You're going to have a land flowing with water, a land flowing uh, with wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates. Uh, you're going to have a land of oil, olive oil and honey. You're going to have a land literally flowing with milk and honey. You, you're going to a land where you're not going to have scarcity of bread. The Bible says in verse nine, you're going to a land where you're not going to lack anything at all. 
But he says in verse 10, this is powerful. He says in verse 10, when thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. We beware, in verse 11, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in keeping his commandments. Again, verse 12, lest when thou hast eaten and art full and has built godly houses, goodly houses, and dwelt therein. Don't let your heart be lifted up in pride when your herds and your flocks multiply, when your silver and your gold is multiplied, verse 13, and all that you have multiplies. Don't forget the Lord your God. Don't forget how I fed you in the wilderness. I gave you bread to eat. I gave you meat to eat. Don't forget that you had a cloud uh, security and coolness to cover you in the daytime. And you had uh, a pillar of fire by night to keep you warm. Don't forget. And, and then in verse 17, he tells them, don't ever say in your heart, don't ever say in your mind that it was because of my power it was because of my goodness. It was because of my uh, ability to get these things. In other words, God's just telling them, don't become so lifted up in pride. Don't become so lifted up in arrogance that you forget. It's a terrible thing whenever you become arrogant. Terrible whenever you become arrogant. I used to stutter as a child, and every now and then I remember how it was when I stuttered. I remember the first sermon that I gave and I knew that the Lord had called me to preach. I knew that. I mean, I, I, I knew that that was uh, what I was supposed to do. And so I get up and I was stuttering and stammering and the Lord blessed me. And, I, and my mind goes back to that. So I can't become arrogant when I get up to speak. I always give God praise. I always, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Because if it's acceptable to you then I know it's going to be all right with everybody else. So you can't be lifted up in pride. Never, never be lifted up in pride because God has been that good to and each I, one of us. And I'd like to, to ask this question because the pride and the arrogance. And how do you distinguish between being confident and being arrogant when the Lord has provided? You know, having trust and confidence in the Lord. But that thin line of being arrogant and then thinking that it was all you. Can you help us to, to make that distinction? Well, I think arrogance is what confidence is when you look at what God has done in the past and you are confident that if he got you through that, then you're confident to know that he's going to get you through this again and he's going to bless you. But arrogance is when you say to yourself, oh, no problem. That ain't nothing. I'm all, I'm going to handle that. I think arrogance comes in. Pride comes in when you think that you're in control of the ship. When you think that you're running the business, you think uh, that it has nothing to do with anybody else at all. It has all to do with your ability. Whenever you think in that regard, then that's arrogance. That's the Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. All right. So, all right. So, so again, uh, point number one, remember his word and remember his provisions. Point number two, 
never become lifted up in pride, never become lifted up and become arrogant. And then the last point I want to bring to the attention of the listeners on today, remember and then praise him. Remember and then praise him. Be thankful of what he has done and praise him. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Let's go to, uh, I'm going to read uh, verse 2 in Deuteronomy 8. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. Uh, then let's look at um, verse 18 where it says in Deuteronomy 18, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. He didn't say give that gives you wealth, but he gave you power to get wealth. It's like this. You need to be thankful and praise him because if you couldn't get up in the morning, if you couldn't put one foot in front of the other, you wouldn't be able to get to your car, to get to your job. Amen. So he gave you the power to get wealth. So you need to be thankful for that, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. He allowed you the opportunity to do these things. So you need to be thankful to him and to him only, not because you're a good speaker, not because you're a good speaker. Uh, not because you're a good preacher, not because you're a good singer. All of the glory, all of the honor, all of the praise goes to God because if I was stricken today, I wouldn't be able to speak. I wouldn't be able to sing. I wouldn't be able to do all of those things that I might get my um, uh, livelihood from. Um, you know, God has blessed us. And so because he's blessed us, we need to be thankful for what he's given us the opportunity uh, to have. Don't forget. And so he, it was, it's him that has given you the ability uh, to do these things, the ability uh, to have the mindset, the, the ability to be able to go and complete your education or to be able to do various things. He has given you the ability to get wealth. Don't forget. And then praise him because of what he has done. Again, you mentioned this before. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. He did not have to even put favor in my way. That's how I think about it every day. God, I thank you for this favor because I know if it had been somebody else, they wouldn't have the favor that I have. So I thank you, God, that you gave me this favor. That's so, so important. So remember and praise him with gratitude. That's what we ought to do. Just praise him. I don't see it. Don't understand it. But I'm going to start praising you now because your word says you'll never leave me. and You'll never forsake me. And I'm going to do it now. Amen. Just praise and praise and thank him. And Bishop, you know, as we as we get older, some things tend to fade. But are there some things that we can do to keep track of what God has done so that if we ever start to 
you know, slip a little bit, we can go back. Oh, he did this. He he did that. I mean, because we have his word to let us know how he has done. But as far as me individually, the listener in their lives, what are some of the things that we can do to help us remember the goodness of God? One of the things that I do, I have a, a diary. And every time I have a prayer request, and it's very important to me, you know, sometimes you pray for something and you don't think about it because it may not be as important to you. Uh, but when there's something that I pray for that I really need, I mean, it's a, a drop dead situation. I, I got to have this by this time. And I write it down and I say, Lord, I'm putting this down in my notebook. I'm putting this down in my diary. And when God completes it, I check it off my list. But I remember when I prayed, I put the date of when I prayed and I put the date of when it was fulfilled. And I do that because I want God to know that I appreciate him so much that I'm keeping an account of what I prayed for and how he answered it. And when he answers it, see, that's the thing about God. When you trust God and you pray to him and he answers it, sometimes it may not be the answer that you want. But quite frankly, it really is the answer that you needed. Amen. Amen. There you go. And so sometimes Okay, God, I wanted it to end this way, but this is this is the answer you gave me. And quite frankly, Lord, that answer was better than what I wanted initially. So I thank you that I have the sense enough just to trust you. That's that's so important. So that's how I keep up with how God has blessed me. And then just the everyday things, just the fact he woke me up, just the fact that he got me started on my way. Uh, you know, I have food and clothing. I have shelter. And those are things that we take for granted, but we really should not take those things for granted. God blessed me anyhow. I didn't deserve it. I really didn't deserve it, but he gave it to me because he loved me and he gave it to me because he had favor in my life. I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for that. Me too, Bishop. I'm so thankful because I just think of the, you know, the passage that deals with great is thy faithfulness. He, he, he is faithful God. His mercies are new every morning. And so we ought to remember his word and his provisions and not to be arrogant, uh, but to remember and praise him at, at all times. I mean, because we always say when the praises go up, the blessings come down. And the yeah. other thing is he inhabits the praises of his people. Oh, just think about it. You praise him. He's in the midst of those praises. Oh, Bishop, this is powerful on today. Well, God has given us so much. Uh, but like the children of Israel, our memories can be short sometimes. But just in summary, verse 19 gives us a warning that if you're ungrateful, there is a problem. If you're filled with pride, there's a problem. If you have disobedience, there's a problem. And that disobedience can lead to destruction. But remember what the Lord has done in your past and just trust him for your future. I remember how he made a way in the past. And now I'm going to trust him for my future. I I just believe that God's going to do it. He's done it before. And I have no reason to believe that he won't do it again. Amen. And I truly believe And Bishop. I just say thank you for this precious teaching on today, letting us know that we ought to remember God, the big things, the small things, because he is the one that makes it all 
possible. Oh, wonderful message, wonderful lesson on today. I've benefited and I'm sure the listening audience will benefit from this and begin to at least create a journal. Thank you for that insight as well and that tip and technique for us to help remember the things that God has done. With that, Bishop, if you would close us out in prayer on today. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. I appreciate you for joining us uh, every week or every other week, uh, depending upon when you receive the new one in your email or online. Thank you for joining us and please continue to listen to the podcast. Father, I thank you for this word, just this friendly reminder that you have given to us as your people. And Lord, help us not to forget what you have done. Help us to continue to praise you. Help us to continue to be thankful for what you have already done. Lord, I thank you. Even if I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't thank you enough for everything that you have done for me. And Father, I am forever grateful of all that you have done. Thank you for making ways. Thank you for opening doors. Thank you for favor. Now, Father, I ask that you would be with the listeners. I ask that you would be with us from week to week, from day to day, from moment to moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And once again, listening audience, thank you for listening today to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.